Coming up, we have lots of Universal Orlando news to catch up on, so we are going to get to it. From different points around Central Florida, this is the Universal Edition of the Diz Unplugged. This is episode 269 of the Diz Unplugged Universal Edition. The Diz Unplugged Universal Edition is brought to you by Dreams Unlimited Travel, experts at helping you plan the perfect universal vacation. Visit them on the web at www.dreamsunlimitedtravel.com. Hello, everyone. Welcome to this week's episode of the Diz Unplugged Universal Edition. I'm your host, Craig Williams, and today I am joined by my co-host, Rhino. Hello. Welcome back, Rhino. Hello. I don't know why I said hello again. I, it's I, it's just going to be two second cuts of you just cutting to me every time in this episode going, hello. I pretty much like I'm at the point where I want you to hold up today's newspaper. Yeah. So that way we Here's can just. Here's my wrist. Here's my like, It's uh, just to prove that you're actually here right now. And uh, <laughs> after the uh, five, six week hiatus that was not not purposeful in any ways but it was like i think i, I got i threw on elaine that one week to talk about her trip here and then after that it was other stuff and then this and that and then timing and hey but we have you back to talk about all the fun news of what's happening in the world of universal right now which ironically enough none of this news is really fun i was just uh, gonna say i was like uh is like there's some some bits of fun in here but really uh it's I feel like annual pass holder days, like getting excited about that is kind of a misnomer right now, considering most of the people visiting the parks right now are annual pass holders. So do we really need extra days to appreciate us? I mean, it's it's like a me day, but at a theme park. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, sure. Sure. So, OK, let's uh, let's not waste any time. Let's just get right into it and we'll start going through the news uh, of what we need to talk about and the first thing that we're going to mention is that universal's epic universe is now officially on pause so uh, the news of this is not a a surprise at all obviously knew that even though they were still making progress on epic universe that uh, construction and such was was taking a halt there but then during the comcast earnings report the uh the second quarter earnings report, they did mention specifically that Epic Universe was temporarily on pause right now because of the the current situation, everything that Universal has faced in terms of the pandemic. And, uh, you know, it's right. The good news that came out of that earnings report is that Universal is, you know, they're not doing awful like like they were uh you know like they were last time around when everything was completely shut down it's it, things are starting to progress and look up now that now that the parks are reopening and they're 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 working at they're working to make money right now so it's better than them being closed at all but you know they have to take a serious look into the future and part of that is epic universe being put on pause and then of course uh layoffs continued to happen as well too 
with Universal after this earnings report. And uh, that, of course, a lot of the layoffs are being murmured that it has to do with people who were on the team for Epic Universe. So that puts mm. a, an even bigger question mark onto the state of Epic Universe as a whole. So uh, if if Epic Universe ever happens one day, it probably will not look like everyone was expecting it to, but uh, it's just, it's it's all not very unexpected, I would say. it's It knew something was going to have to come somewhere, uh, it's come down somewhere, and with all the progress and speed they've been making on the the unannounced Jurassic Park roller coaster, it's like some somewhere the ball was going to drop. Yeah, I'm so su- I'm su- not surprised. I mean, Jurassic Park, they're probably like, hurry up and finish it as quick as you can before we have to like cut whatever we have to cut. Um, and they'll still have something. They were in a good position, I guess, with that because they can still have something. You know, during this downturn, to be like, look, it's yes, it's a. It's a slow time, but we've got brand new things that you can still come and visit. So they still had enough in the pipeline to like pull people in. But yeah, when when this all happened, I was pretty much like, oh, that's going to go out the window. Not maybe not forever. I, I'm not as hopeful as you that we'll ever see the other park. But uh, I, I think they're in a better position than like, I don't think we'd ever see another Disney park. So but Universal is different. Its company is structured differently in they already bought the land, so they got to do something with it, right? Yeah, and I it, we're going to see something someday. It's just what it looks like. I you know, if if they're still just waiting to get past this so Epic Universe can get back on track, then maybe maybe Super Nintendo World stays a part of the plans for this new park. And and then you know that that has to be taken a little bit more seriously, but I could also see them going back to the drawing board and trying to to squeeze Super Nintendo World back into Universal Studios Florida again and and try to get that get that going and get that rolling. But uh, if 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 they do want it over in Epic Universe, I think I think Epic Universe has to happen sooner than later. Uh, it might not even be called Epic Universe anymore after all of this, but. Yeah. You know, I'm I'm kind of on the boat where I think that if anything happens with the Wizarding World of Harry Potter over there, that it's probably not going to be Fantastic Beasts anymore. If just because of, you know, there's already enough going on in the world with J.K. Rowling and then some of the actors that are in Fantastic (sighs) Beasts that always don't have the best press, it seems like uh, they'd be able to. Any any rumors floating around about that, they would be able to kind of walk those back and be like, nope, uh, nope, not, that was never <laughs> something we were thinking about. And of course, it, it's, it's all rumors. All of this is kind of based on the concept art and then what what sources were, were telling us and other people that everything was just kind of lining up the same and uh, it's for monsters or how to train your dragon. Who knows? Who knows what those? But uh, I, think, I think it really... It'll be when a park opens up on that land. It will be a park very different from what it was supposed to be. But yeah, I they they have to go forward with it eventually. Well, they, unless this entire industry is not going to survive long term. Well, that's the thing is that I feel like right now they have the opportunity to really the thing. It's Nintendo, you know. That's their new Harry Potter that that has the potential to make this insane. 
uh, amount of money for them in that same way that they cashed in when they were able to build the Wizarding World of Harry Potter. It seems like anytime they really invest in a giant new land, something happens because it was the it was the crash. It was the housing market crash and the recession when they started building the first um, Wizarding World, and now they're like, "Oh, well, we'll invest in a new thing." And they're like, "Wow, pandemic!" Um, yeah. So they they don't have the best of luck when they really set out to do one of these giant projects. But I feel like the end result of what they get is always they deliver, and so. Um, I, I think they are going to have to push through with Nintendo some way or another. And you might be right where they have to figure out how to incorporate it into their park here, because, you know, the excitement around just the clips that have been coming out of Japan, uh, of the like couple of videos and pictures we've seen of them with like testing it at night and stuff are just mind blowingly cool. Oh, Incredible. Yeah, and, and so like you want to get people back into your theme park and to really have that experience. This is your chance because I, I, the amount of money they're going to make on Nintendo merchandise alone, I'm sure, is going to be insane. Yeah, I mean, that's just thinking about how during this entire stay-at-home time that one of the hardest items you could possibly get is a Nintendo Switch right now. And, you know, it's just it's basically been sold out this entire time. So there is a there is a hunger for Nintendo right now that is unlike anything else. And then when you you double that with exactly what you said, the excitement over it coming to Universal Studios Japan and the photos and videos that we've seen of what it looks like, it's it it will it will be an absolute game changer. And, and we've known that for a long time. And now we just, we want to see how much it changes the game. And so it's just, it, now it's all a question of where it's going to end up and when it's going to open, which we could sit here and read a crystal ball day in and day out and never come up with an answer for that. So we will uh, move on to talk about other things. And the next thing we want to mention is, uh, you know, I, I, did briefly say there with it with Epic Universe being paused that uh, there were some layoffs with it uh, from what we understand a reasonable chunk. So I do want to mention too that uh, it's so that uh, you know hearts go out to everyone out yeah. there who who had to had to have this heartbreak during this time of losing a job with the company that they love and we're very dedicated to it's I can't imagine how painful that is on top of everything we've we've all been going through as well too so just wanted to make sure I said said that it, our our hearts go out to to all of those in the universal family because even though we're not in the universal family it's I feel like universal has this bond between everyone that it's just universal so. It feel it it can feel a lot more. Uh, I see what you did there. Uh, it can feel a lot more um, personal. I guess mm -hmm. you know it, it feels so much closer. And there's there's a. I think how like you know people describe Disneyland and their their relationship with their annual pass holders. I think that what we have in Orlando is Universal has that sort of relationship with their pass holders. You know they've got a very devout group of people that who are when you are passionate about universal you're not just a little bit passionate you know you're very passionate and so um it's it is one of those it, it feels so much more local even though there is a hollywood edition of it and stuff but it, it is just uh you know just just i it's a bummer you can say i'm sad that halloween horror nights didn't happen but i also think like wow how many characters the people who planned it, you know, the people who run it, like how many lost 
job opportunities there are that people you know it, it's 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 a it's a big cut to um to a lot of people's you know livelihood yeah well you brought up halloween horror night so i shared my thoughts about the cancellation last week do you have anything you want to say about it um you know i'm just i am sad uh about it because you know throughout this all all this thing halloween was kind of the goal we're like okay if we all stick together and we all can come together which doesn't really happen uh but we can we can save halloween and now it really feels like that's not what's happening so uh, it's a little bit of a bummer, and I do think like Halloween the holiday can still happen in some way or another. You know, it's up to you. But um, it is, it, it it it's unfortunate because it is that big. You know, for somebody like me, like I really enjoy you know movies. I really enjoy um you know you know uh art and like the the process of like building stuff and creating things tangible things. You know, I you can tell you can see the hoverboard behind me if you're watching this like i made that hoverboard you know like i i enjoy making things like things you see into a reality and it it just you know i know a lot of that passion is there for people at halloween horror night so it is really sad um you know for that for these these ideas that have been in development for however long since last year or before that kind of just you know you're working toward and then just all of a sudden like you know everything hit the fan and then it's it's kind of like your passion is, you know, it's pulled out from under you. And so it's, it, it, it's sad for those of us who love the event. And I feel like it's sa- even sadder for those who were involved in the event and, and it is a bummer, but I am looking forward. I think that they will do like when they come back with the event it, it, in next year, hopefully it will be bigger and better than ever. I think they're going to really make up for the fact that um it couldn't happen this year. I was kind of hoping Whatever they had done, like if they had finished, like let's say there was a Beetlejuice house, I don't know, you know, let's say that was truth and they had gotten a certain way through it. Like they could have just opened it and made it a walkthrough attraction for like smaller groups of people. But I do understand where it's a cost benefit of analysis too. how many people need to be in the house versus how many people are coming to the park. How much money are you making? Uh, Yeah. So it's I've heard a lot of stuff about it and you know there was also the questions with like i think i brought it up last week when i kind of went on my monologue about it but there was the the different tactics that before the event got shelved of thinking about how they were going to do it would would they space out the people in the house and kind of send your group in waves through but then also like what do you do with you put up plexiglass barriers and stuff like there was all these questions that 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 in terms of operationally making it happen it just seemed like it was going to be a long shot to ever get something that was perfect and make everyone happy but mm-hmm. you know that the there's there's houses done and um yeah, it's, it's, it's a shame that we don't get to see them but it's Hopefully, hopefully the better ideas can survive to next year. And well, that's what I was like. I'm hoping they just kind of leave them that they don't. I mean, I'm sure they need to utilize some of the spaces in different ways that they had already closed down and stuff. But that's where I'm like, okay, well, whatever you had and you were doing good, this could hopefully do well for next year because then the budget next year doesn't have to be as big because you're already halfway done with the year because you already had finished stuff. But the plexiglass thing, too. You know, that's an interesting idea. And let's say that was the idea that you walk down kind of a plexiglass hallway. But I do think like, how do you how do you get that all in place everywhere in in a safe manner for people in the amount of time that they would have had for that to have been a thing, too? And then how many people are like, oh, well, that's not as fun because now I'm behind a barrier. 
And for those of us who have been to Universal Studios Hollywood's Halloween Horror Nights, it's they already were living it all the time. Is black hallways with nothing, and then just a yeah. poke your head through the the whole type scares. So uh, they they would have been set for for anything that they needed. Yeah. So. Well, I I just I, it, it's a bummer that, that I was hoping we would get at least like one house and it could just stay up for the year or something, yeah. you know, even if it was just like the anniversary house or something. And and uh, so that that's a little bit of a bummer. But that's just me because I love Halloween and I want I want to see yeah. that, you know, we get Christmas shops that are open all year. But where are the Halloween shops? Well, that's a good segue that the HHN Tribute Store did open up this past week, and uh, it features a handful of merchandise that is basically, uh, I'll say, uh, stuff that's more broad. You know, obviously, it's marketed with like 30 years of Halloween Horror Nights and, and such, but it's not it's not focused on this year's event as much as it is uh, remembering the past events, uh, merchandise from the the icons of Halloween Horror Nights. So uh, they still, of course, went through with that tribute store, and it's available uh, anytime you visit Universal Studios Florida. It's uh, random days have been seeing it kind of build up a pretty long line, but I haven't had the chance to to get inside the store yet and see it. I've I've only been seeing the pictures of it, the the Frankenstein room and then the the icons room as well too. And it looks very, very neat, but uh none of the merchandise was was really calling to me enough to say like I need to you know, one of my park days that I'm going to go to, I'm, I'm going to make sure I go out of my way to go to the tribute store. Uh, I didn't, n- nothing's jumped out to me, so I haven't, haven't mm-hmm. done that yet, but I'll get there in the next week or two, probably to check it out and see what's going on in there. But uh, it helps that there's a selection of merchandise that you can also buy online. If you're not here in Orlando, you can still get some of that, that HHN tribute stuff and other stuff hasn't been added to the store yet, but uh, it's, it's, it is there and available for you. So there is HHN shopping, but not year round. Not yet, yeah. at least. Not yet. No, not yet. So I don't, the, the, the tribute store is the thing where it's my friend went this weekend and he was like, oh, do you want to go? And um, I ended up having to do something else. But I was like, maybe, maybe. I don't know. I, I want to see it just because I'm like, well, if we don't have a haunted house, it's the closest thing I'm going to get to a haunted house. Like, yeah. I don't know. That is true. So I'm just I'm doing basically I said one park a week as I need and I'm just going to rotate it around to different ones. So I'm getting close to going back to Universal, Mm -hmm. but I just uh, I I need to I need to get that motivation. I'm also not super in the Halloween spirit yet because it's only August and August is the beginning of Halloween. And the calendar I'm looking at still says July, so I'm really messed up in terms of times right now. So I'm 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 a lost cause on that. But uh, as the tribute store has opened, unfortunately, other attractions will be closing temporarily. And uh, this kind of was the other news that came out of the weekend, outside of the the layoffs and such with with everything at universal but there are select attractions that will be temporarily closed for the foreseeable future at universal studios florida and islands of adventure and those include a day in the park with barney fast and furious supercharged kang and codus's twirl and hurl fear factor live which was already closed anyways because they were trying to they were trying to get fast uh fear factor live ready for 
Halloween Horror Nights. So that's been closed. But then also uh, Poseidon's Fury and Storm Force Excelatron. So in the, the meantime right now, those will all close effectively on Sunday, August 9th and will no longer be available and will... Uh, from you know there's rumors about how long they'll be through the end of the year maybe even beyond that not quite sure at this point but uh those those will be closed and the team members fortunately who are in those roles will not be losing their jobs or furloughed or anything they are being moved to other attractions but universal did say that they were doing this to to focus on the big guest experiences so uh, it's. I think it's hilarious that they're stepping back and saying, you know what, Fast and Furious Supercharged, I, not one of our big experiences. That was the one when they said it was closing. I was like, oh, I was like, that is not doing as well as I think they'd hoped it would. So, I'm also I'm surprised about Poseidon's Fury because you know the I get on you know at least every other day and look at wait times and, and such. And Poseidon's Fury, it's it never. I'm never not surprised to see it with like a 20 minute wait. And a lot of, uh, you know, I constantly seen people who do experience Poseidon's Fury post about how uh, it's been having to break down into the smaller groups and, and being in a more intimate experience. The experience of going through Poseidon's Fury is actually better than it's ever been. So that one caught me off guard a little bit. But, uh, you know, a day in the park with Barney, uh, Fear Factor Live, Storm Force Accelatron. There wasn't really a surprise there. Uh, every time I've gone to the park so far, I've seen people on Kang and Kodos's, but yeah. you know, it's been like usually two two cars are full. So I guess I get, I guess I understand that too. But uh, it's you know what? It's I, I'm just happy that the team members who are working at those attractions get to stay on and and get moved for the time being but uh if if any of those are your favorite attractions you only have a limited time now to to see them before we don't know the next time that they'll open back up so rhino will be going for supercharged i know that oh i was gonna go say how do you do to mr peekaboo <laughs> i wish time. we could go into the peekaboo jokes that we were going into before, <laughs> but they would seem really heartless. And yeah, <laughs> I don't, we don't need to deal with that. So it's uh, unless you have any peekaboo jokes, you want to slip in there. No, that was the best I could do was the, how do you do that was the most, because <laughs> the other ones were not great. <laughs> I felt terrible. No, no, they, they all weren't bad. Like the one you said, the one uh, you <laughs> wonder if they're going to let Mr. Peekaboo still live in his house. Yeah, <laughs> like he gets to just... stay there, but he doesn't, you know, it's no more attraction, but he gets to live in the house. So <laughs> I was like, well, that'd be nice. <laughs> yeah. And my hopes is that they, they let Mr. Peekaboo join the Jason Bourne stunt-tacular and uh, <laughs> really, really get to stretch his legs with, with stunts and such. But we'll have to, we'll have to wait to see the future of Mr. Peekaboo uh, coming up here. But uh, speaking of what is coming up, where are we at on the list of things to to talk about so uh one of the things to mention too in all of this you know cutting 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 all of that uh it's it was kind of i, I want to say it happened two weeks ago now even so i'm late on bringing it up but i also sometimes forget that some topics aren't or more important to other people than others are but uh the park hours were were kind of quietly rolled back a little bit there chopping off uh, an hour during the day so now um what's our let me get the actual 
good park hours up in front of me. Right oh, I now. say it was like ten to six, right? Yeah, right now it's uh, nine to five. nine to five, nine to five, and um, ten to six. So nine to five for Universal Studios Florida, and ten to six for Islands of Adventure. So uh, chopping chopping back the hours a little bit there. So keep that in mind uh, if you are um, if you're you're coming down that bit uh tighter hours right now when the the sad part is for universal annual pass holders who have the premier passes it's just like even more time chipped away now from your your express after four passes and which hey it happens but uh that's that's a good way to segue into universal annual pass holder days that is starting august Mm -hmm. 10th uh, through the end of September. So that is still going to be going off regardless of the fact that uh, the the state of the world is at the place that it's in. And the pass holder appreciation days, of course, are a time to uh, universal to say, hey, we appreciate all of you annual pass holders out there. And again, that's it is kind of hilarious considering that's basically who's going to the parks right now more than anyone else. So yeah. it's it's basically been pass holder appreciation days since it reopened. Yeah. But whole lot whole lot of stuff uh, for annual pass holders, of course, to uh, to partake in during this time. Mostly the the big thing is exclusive food, so an exclusive menu for pass holders that they'll have uh, all throughout universal property and uh, it's actually a lot of items i think it's like 30 items total oh gosh give I or take s- see that many yeah you have to click on there's like links that say like oh the look at the pdf menu and you see them also like it's it's weird how they kind of they break it down but at uh cafe four there's going to be margarita pizza fries it cowfish there's going to be captain a crab two crab cakes sliders topped with jellyfish jelly served on a bed of arugula interesting so there's stuff like that uh there's a cajola reef restaurant and social club at volcano bay there's a glazed pork belly pizza Mm -hmm. at lombards there's seafood caldo verde at mel's drive-in there's going to be a barbecue brisket burger Barbecue brisket burger at Finnegan's ale braised beef short rib sliders at Mythos, a Mediterranean lamb bowl at Confisco, a roasted cauliflower steak at Antajito's Mexican power. I did not look this up and I'm going to butcher it. So there's a special item at Antajito's for you at Margaritaville crispy chicken sandwich in paradise. I believe it's the cheeseburger in paradise, but done as a crispy chicken sandwich Uh, at NBC sports. You have a Tex-Mex burger, Pat O'Brien's Creole crawfish at Starbucks. They're bringing back the candy bar frappuccino Cinnabon and Oreo classic roll. Tusum will have a new chocolate waffle uh, at Cold Stone. Oh, we love you s'mores. It's brand new. Red Oven will bring back their Dolce Amici. Then, then Voodoo will have their pass holder exclusive donut. And then, yeah, oh, good. what? Also cocktails at Pat O'Brien's Bob Marley, the Dockside Kiosks. We'll have a mellow yellow cocktail, a mango margaritaville tequila, lime and salt margarita. Uh, at Pat O'Brien's Bob Marley and those kiosks, there will be a blue lagoon cocktail, I assume based on the movie. 
because that's relevant. And then at Pat O'Brien's, Bob Marley, and the two kiosks again, we have a Purple Power cocktail. So that's the full list of all the different special menu items just for pass holders. Hmm. Does that leave you feeling special right now, Rhino? Uh, yeah, pretty okay. much, I guess. I it, it, It's a lot. It's a lot. How am I going to eat all that food in a month? I know, right? So, I'm afraid to eat at a theme park. <laughs> I'm not going to get any of it. The yeah, donut, I, though, I'm, t- I'm tempted because it was like strawberry lemonade filling, Bavarian cream filling or something. Donuts are always, always a solid choice and easy to take home. So I will say that much. And, of course, uh, there will be uh, – there's a new – button and magnet for pass holders as well that i believe is already available now but also part of showing your your annual pass holder pride as well as a souvenir popcorn bucket exclusive to annual pass holders that uh will cost 7.99 and then you get one free refill so uh, uh exclusive merchandise that they'll have rhino what was the one random thing that we saw in the email that they're going to offer annual pass holders uh that it's gonna be um uh premium peacock yeah so um the hold on i have it i had it whoops i had it sorry my camera just like turned itself off and back on and that's never happened to me before so it was a really weird thing you're fine okay it's still recording i got nervous um you're getting Peacock Premium for 90 days, I think they said. They're going to send out invitations on August 17th, 2020, and 90 days. And then uh, you ha- you have to make sure that you select not to have it, though, because uh, afterwards, otherwise, they'll start charging you $5 a month for it, um, which is a service that you can already check out for free, but they're giving you the non-commercial one. And Premium includes, like, the Saved by the Bell show and whatever else, whatever exclusive shows they've yeah. made. The regular version, you don't get to watch the exclusive shows, just the shows already in existence. Yeah, and some of the, like, the they, they have Superstore behind the paywall on there if you don't have Hulu for some reason. But you want to get your, your Superstore fix, you have to have Peacock Premium in order to get it on Peacock. So mm. little little random things like that, but a very interesting way to say, hey, thanks for being a pass holder, but a decent one nonetheless, I guess. Uh, yeah, they'll have the dedicated turnstiles at the parks for annual pass holders. Premier pass holders will get a dedicated parking lane at the Toll Plaza which is is nice. Nice thank you there. Uh, early park admission at, during select dates for premier and preferred pass holders. You get early park admission all the days of August and September, but the power and seasonal pass holders get the random days, weekdays only. Uh, early park admission to Volcano Bay, if you have that as part of your pass. Uh, a discount on Universal Express if you need it. So there's just uh, lots, lots of ways they're saying thank you to all their their pass holders so that's going on through the end of september and then uh let's say you're not a pass holder thinking about joining the pass holder family all that stuff want to dip your toes into it so right now there's a a special ticket that uh you can get at universal rhino what what is that ticket it it is called it is a well so it is a two park one day buy it hold on Two park, one day, buy a day promotional ticket. 
Um, and this is, does it have a special name? This is for Florida residents. Um, you can buy a day visit now through December 24th for free. It's a little Explore- wordy. What? It's a little wordy on the name uh, yeah. of the, the deal. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, get access to both Universal Studios Florida and Islands of Adventure anytime each day for the price of one day through December 24th. I had to like read it a couple times because I was I was thinking, oh, well, you're buying the ticket and, you know, because they have flex pricing and stuff that I was like, oh, well, it just stays the same price all year and you're just going. But no, it's you buy the ticket and then you can visit any day of the year from now through December 24th. And the adult ticket is $164 plus tax. That's for uh, 10 and up. And the child's ticket is $159 uh, plus tax. Uh, that's three to nine. So I I had a friend text me about this and say like, oh, uh, this can't be right. Like this, because it looks like it's a good deal, but it's at the time of recording this, it's already August, right? And uh, so this is, this would be, if you, if you went and got it now, you'd have August, September, October, November, December. Okay, five months. Like our pass that we have is the top pass, and I think it, when it was paid in full, it was like five hundred and fifty dollars, and that's no blackouts and extra fees. You know, the next one down is less than that. You can get a full year pass for not much more than this. And yeah. I feel like there's one in the two to three hundred range. And so I was, I said to him, where I was like, it's basically a preview pass. Like if you, because they they had never been. And I said, well, you could do this. And it's it's a little bit of a less less uh, monetary risk involved, you know, because you can go at, you you're paying the price of the one day, and if you like it, go back a couple times, and if it's not for you, then don't go back. Exactly, and it's uh, in it you can purchase it now through September 30th, and like you said, it's good through December 24th, and then once you get to peak, of course, it's it's not allowed in there. So it's it's great. And of course, it is only for Florida residents, so that's a that's a caveat to it. You have to be a Florida resident to get this ticket. But if you can take advantage of it, you know it's it is that way of deciding once and for all: are you going to are you going to become a pass holder? Is this something you're interested in? And so I, I do think it is a a good way to to dip your toes in the water, so to say, with this and and see if it's something you're interested further. But uh, it's and it's not to. Oh, sorry. Sorry, no, go ahead. Compared to like the Disney stuff, I think it's kind of smart of them to make a ticket like this right now because it also, because it's a little less of that monetary risk, you know, and then it's not as much. But, you know, there's so much restrictions with going to a park right now with, um, you know, you have to wear the mask the entire time you're there. But also the advantage Universal has been having other than Disney is that Universal as of right now doesn't have park reservation days or anything like that. So you're going to be able to get more out of this than you would out of a, you know, a park ticket for the other down the street. So it's, it's interesting. I feel like it's smart because it's basically like they understand that maybe they're not getting a lot of one day park ticket sales. So they're like, okay, well we have to appeal to the people that live here because we know, you know, I said it in the universal video and I've said it in other videos that I, I don't know that I would say, Oh, it's worth it for you to travel here and do this stuff. So there, I think it's smart of them to go, okay, well people are here. So let's make it worth it for the people who are here because we know we can make money off of them on food and merchandise and things like that. You know, I, you know, you see a lot of these kind of ticket deals, usually at regional theme parks. You don't see them at, at, Big theme parks. I will say the last time I think I saw a, it's a deal, SeaWorld deal. 
yeah, it's a it's it's SeaWorld has done it before. Bush Gardens has done it. I my first annual pass I had for Universal Studios Hollywood was actually through this uh this type of deal. I wasn't I was just going to buy a one-day ticket and they were just they just happened to be offering a you buy the one day and get the rest of the year for free. But it was that was even one where it wasn't you get the rest of the year free. You get a full year free off of it. So um and th- that's how they do it at all the other smaller regional theme parks. So it's interesting that Universal's doing this take on it right now, but I mean, of course, yeah, they need to need to get people in the parks. They need to they need to be making money. So it's it's cool to see and something if you're a Florida resident, if you can take advantage of it, if if it's something that uh you feel like is is more more attuned to to what you would like, then give it a shot. Why not? It's interesting enough. So, yeah. 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 But I, I don't have anything else, Rhino. Do you have anything? No, I I think that's kind of that's kind of it, I guess. Okay. Well, then I guess we will wrap this puppy up and uh, send it to bed. I don't know Good if night, that's... little puppy. I don't know if that's what people say, but... That's what I'm going to say to this. So that's going to do it for our show. If you need any extra information, of course, you can head over to DizUnplugged.com, the home of the show notes page for this show and all the others on the Diz Unplugged podcast network. You can find links to our social media channels, plus so much more. And uh, if you want to ask us any questions, random questions here, there, and everywhere, uh, you can contact me on social media at Teleclaster. Rhino, where can they contact you at? Oh, on uh, any sort of social media, if you look for Rhino, R-Y-N-O-1185, that's where you'll find me. Mm, very, very good. So, And if you're watching this on YouTube, please make sure that you subscribe to the Diz Unplugged on YouTube. Hit the bell so you get notified when we have any new videos being released. And then leave us plenty of comments, questions, and hit that thumbs up. It uh, makes us happy when we see those thumbs up. And mm. if you're listening to this on Apple Podcasts or Stitcher, Spotify, Google Play, please subscribe and leave us positive ratings and reviews when possible so we really appreciate that and of course if you're planning on coming to universal orlando in the future at any time we recommend again dreamsunlimitedtravel.com the agents are experts at universal as well as disney and a lot of different locations there's if you're looking for a, a vacation to the orlando area or a cruise or anything you know they're the they're the ones to go to. So dreamsunlimitedtravel.com. Get a free no obligation quote today. So thank you everyone for watching and listening. We appreciate it. Thank you, Rhino, for joining me. Thank you. And we will see you again next week with another episode of the Disunplugged Universal Edition. But until then, remember, we still haven't changed the name 